Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast, or I should say a episode after a very, very long time. So I know I've been away for a little while. My family was visiting, so usually when they come, uh, I do just try to spend as much time as I can with them. I know I should have probably said something, uh, but here you go. I'm telling everyone now again. I should definitely have said something before, but this episode is going to be very off the cuff. I just wanted to just talk talk about games and stuff like that. A lot of stuff has happened recently in the gaming world that, you know, I don't even have a script, nothing like that. I just have a couple of websites open in front of me. So you might hear me clicking here and there. But the idea is that I just want, I just want to talk. I just want to talk about some gaming stuff and some of the stuff that I've been playing or some of the stuff that's been happening. And we'll kind of go back to a more regular-ish episode very, very soon, probably this week again. So you might actually get a couple of episodes this week, uh, which is awesome. But I think we can jump into a couple of things that just happened recently or a big thing that happened recently, which was the big GTA 6 leak. So there's like gameplay videos and apparently the code is being held hostage by this leaker. I have no idea how people do this. I have no idea how they manage to, you know, hack into all this stuff, whatever. But basically, uh, you know, to no one's surprise, GTA 6 is real. Yes, it is true. It is finally being made. I know we did not expect it. But at the same time, the game, uh, at least from the gameplay, like leaks and stuff like that, from, from what I was able to kind of see, uh, like most people were able to see as well. I, don't, I actually don't know if it's still up or not. Uh, but it looked like a nicer looking GTA 5 online, at least from what I saw. Um, there was a, a female and a male protagonist and I think we kind of switched between those two. Or it was also implied that both of them were being played at the same time. Uh, or like there was like a mission where I think there were like two of them together. Something like that basically. But the idea is that there were like two of them, which is some, something that had leaked before. And like, yeah, like the game looked obviously a little bit nicer. It looked like a GTA game that was made on the new console, sort of. Uh, like almost, I would say more like Red Redemption 2, but obviously a little bit nicer looking. And like, yeah, I don't know. I, I know that this is like a big deal because it is still a leak and all. Um, but I am not like, it's weird because I'm really, I'm a big Grand Theft Auto fan. And especially the stories and everything like that. And like, for whatever reason, I just saw this. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I just did not care. And I know that like on, um, on, like, on news articles and everything are coming out that this is, you know, arguably the biggest leak of all time and stuff like that and this and that. So... I don't know, I, do, I get it that way because obviously it is Rockstar Games, it is Take-Two, it is a big game that way. But like when, I, when, I, when you see the stuff, you're like, okay, cool. Like this is kind of, you know, what I would expect the game to be. Like it's not like, it didn't do anything. It didn't change anything for me. So I'm still excited for the game whenever it does come out. At the same time, it honestly is also telling me that this game is just GTA Online Part 2, essentially. It, they're just kind of building it in, in that way. So... Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's disappointing for the developers. I can imagine that a lot of them probably weren't ready to show this because the, it was obviously like alpha gameplay with code and all this stuff here and there. No one wants to show their art like this, right? So the developers have to be devastated. And this obviously really frustrating, but I think I can say this for, for on behalf of both, most gamers, I think, that to the developers, you know, that don't worry. Like, we know, you know, you've worked hard on this and we also will appreciate your art when it is ready. Like this doesn't take away anything in, in, you know, when, when we do get the game, we'll be as excited. Uh, we'll celebrate the game if it's good, of course, 
at the same time will also appreciate the work and the, the, the hard work you put in and the art that you've made. So just want to put that out there because I think that's kind of what most of us feel. Uh, so I hope that, you know, the developers are, are feeling the love from, from all the, all of us, all the gamers out there. So I think that was kind of a big one. I obviously don't want to put too much attention on this leap thing. I think, uh, you know, a couple of minutes is good enough for that. Um, the next thing I want to kind of quickly talk about was something that kind of happened recently where apparently um, the, 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 the whole Activision Blizzard deal thing was going and I, I, I was, I'm just seeing a lot of information, you know, uh, you all know me. I'm very much, I'm, I'm very much against companies as or just corporate structures as a whole when it comes to the gaming industry and all that, whenever I talk about them and uh, you know, the, the Sony thing, what, what happened was basically there's like a, a group, like kind of like the, the, not the FDA, is that the FDA? Would it, would it be the FDA? But basically it's like a, a group that will essentially in, in UK um, that, you know, will have to give a, a pass to, or like whatever, like give the approval to allow the Activision Blizzard um, buyout to go through so that Microsoft is able to purchase it, right? Basically various like groups within around the world have to say, yep, yeah, okay, that can go ahead. It won't cause any damage to the industry or to the competition, stuff like that. So in UK, basically they said that, no, that we need to like look into this. Um, and the argument obviously is coming from, from Sony or PlayStation side that, that uh, first Xbox apparently, or Microsoft apparently um, gave them a, I, let, let me go back. Basically their worry is that Call of Duty will no longer be on the PlayStation platforms once this deal goes through. Obviously we know that it is gonna be there for a couple of years, but past that point, um, it is kind of up to Xbox, right? Because then it would be a, a, an IP that they own. So Sony is obviously, Sony can show them that, you know, Call of Duty makes, uh, makes PlayStation so much money that, you know, it, it, will be, it will be devastating for their bottom line. So obviously Microsoft said that, no, we reached out to them and we talked to them about having a deal past that point. Then Sony comes out or Jim Ryan, it's like basically Jim Ryan versus Phil Spencer. Jim Ryan comes out being like, oh, I didn't know we were going to be airing like dirty laundry or whatever. Uh, but Microsoft gave us like three extra years and the deal was not satisfactory. It was basically them just going back and forth and it's just corporate speak and all that stuff. Um, but basically the thing that I was like, you know, seeing a lot of and like because I follow both like PlayStation and um, Xbox channels or like just podcasts and stuff like that, right? Because I like to kind of get a proper view of everything. I don't like to just be like, I'm just gonna follow only PlayStation channels or, or Xbox channels, stuff like that. But there seems to be like this very weird um, focus on, you know, uh, Sony and, and what they're doing and, oh, Sony's being, uh, are being crybabies and this and that. And for me, like the thing that I wanna put out there is on both sides, right? Like obviously Microsoft is trying their best to essentially keep the game on, on PlayStation, but I'm sure they at the same time want to get Game Pass on PlayStation, right? That's their goal. So they must be like saying that, no, okay, fine, we'll put a play, we'll put Call of Duty there, but at some point you need to get Game Pass. You know, you don't need to like, you know, we'll keep it there, but just get Game Pass. And then, you know, we don't need to worry about a thing. Or maybe Microsoft is saying that, hey, for the longest time, PlayStation always gets all these exclusives, exclusive parts or like modes and, and maps and this and that when it comes to Call of Duty. We want to take that away. We want to make it fair or they want to be like, no, now if you're on Xbox, you'll get those exclusives. And Sony's probably not okay with that either, right? So like Microsoft side is like understandable. At the same time on Sony side, what they're trying to do is also understandable. They're worried that after the deal is done, that they won't have Call of Duty anymore. And, and unfortunately, Sony does not have any good, any exclusive FPS. Like 
on Microsoft side, I know we make fun of it and whatnot, but Halo is still there. Halo is doing really good. Well, sort of doing good. Like, you know, it, it could be doing better, but like Halo is there and they can kind of, they can still bank on that. And now they'll also have Call of Duty, whereas on PlayStation, they have Destiny 2, um, but no one looks to that game in the same way as Call of Duty, right? Destiny is like an ongoing game that you keep playing for a long time, whereas Call of Duty is a game that is played by millions and millions of people every single year. So, and it, it does shift consoles and, and this, that, right? Like, because it is a, it is such a huge game. So Sony obviously is a little worried that they don't have anything. And what does that mean? And they probably want to either get a deal that is very, very long. So let's say like until the end of PlayStation 6 somehow, or, you know, they just want to have, have it in writing that, no, you know what? Like they have to put Call of Duty on our consoles no matter what. And obviously Xbox would probably not want to do that. So I just want to kind of put it out there that both sides are fighting for their own thing and no one is right. People need to stop looking at it as, oh, Sony like whining about this and that. It's like, no, they're also doing what they need to do on the business side of things. They also need to, Jim Ryan and all these people are trying to do what they need to do to protect that, that whole thing, that game, so that the stakeholders are happy, the shareholders are happy and the stock keeps up. Right. And the same thing, Phil Spencer as well will be the, do the same thing because he's like, no, we, we need to get more people. We can, if we can get all those Call of Duty players over from the PlayStation side to buy our console or to get on Game Pass, then we're going to do that. So both of them are doing this. This is their dance of dragons, basically. And we need to let them do it. We need to let them do it. Don't take sides. You're, you're a customer. You need to, you're a consumer. You're a, a gaming consumer. You need to just focus on where you play games. So if you play, in this case, right, if you play games on, on the PlayStation, then let's hope that they come to an agreement and then, you know, Call of Duty stays there. If you're a, a gamer that plays on the Xbox side of things, then you have no stake in this. You're good. Like Call of Duty won't be there no matter what. Call of Duty will be on your consoles on Game Pass no matter what. So like, I'm just like, for me, it's just when I, when I see people taking sides of these corporations and all that stuff, it's like, no, like I, you know, like there's all the, we, we talk about exclusive, this and that, and frustrations with these companies, but don't, don't side. These companies only care about making money. Like they do not care about what you think or what you feel. They need to do what they need to do to make money. And that's it. So that was kind of my, my quick rant because just because of stuff that I've been seeing a lot and it was like really frustrating because obviously, like I said, you know, my, my parents were here. So all this stuff was happening and I wasn't really able to kind of speak about it. I was spending spending time with them and everything like that. And I was like, okay, you know what? No, I need to. My, my first thing, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk about it. I I have to like get this out. I will probably talk about this again when um, Trevor joins the podcast. So we'll do another podcast with him, and I'll, I'll definitely want to get his opinion because he's more Xbox leaning, but he's kind of like me where you just have all consoles and everything like that. So this stuff doesn't affect us, but at the same time, we also want to take the most fair route and be in between. Um, in between all of this, if we can. Uh, the next thing I want to quickly talk about was my Steam Deck. So I know I kind of talked about Steam Deck initially when I got it and how much I enjoyed it. And the left stick was like drifting like a very tiny amount. It doesn't like, it wasn't affecting gameplay. But like I basically reached out to Steam, all that stuff and told Valve, sorry, and told them, that, hey, this is an issue with my, my Steam Deck and whatnot. And they said, look, we can give you an RMA. And everything like that and i was kind of confused i'm like wait but like it doesn't really affect gameplay as of yet i guess um you know and and i thought that maybe they'll be like no like this is all good don't worry about it because that's kind of what i want i just want reassurance from them that like yeah no don't worry about it. it's all good but they were like ready to give me the rma to send out a replacement so i was like 
okay, I get, I mean, like I, I never really noticed it. So to go back, basically with the steam steam deck, you're able to go into the settings in the, in the, in the steam deck where you have like your sticks and there's like a dot in the middle where your stick is essentially on the screen, right? It's kind of showing you where your stick is. When you move it, the dot moves accordingly. So basically what was happening with my left stick was that I would move it around, but when I would let go it, at times, it would be slightly offset, like top right. Um, because of the dead zone, so for people that don't know, um, dead zone is a part around the stick. Like imagine like a imaginary circle around your joystick. Uh, when you push anywhere, any direction, up or down, right, whatever. So let's just go with right. When you push right, initially it stays in dead zone. So even though you're pushing right, nothing's registering. Once you go past that dead zone, then it starts to register um, in the game. So that's kind of, this is a thing that you will notice. Um, you can try it out. You'll notice in your PlayStation, your PlayStation controllers, your Xbox controllers, everything. So the Steam Deck is the same thing. It has like a little dead zone. So this weird uh, circle not being centered at times was basically within the dead zone. So it would never impact gameplay. However, sometimes when I would move in like a certain direction, when it would exit that dead zone, it would move a little slightly offset. Like again, it was not, it's not something that would impact it too much. And as I'm explaining it, you'll probably think you're like, Aman, dude, you have a Steam Deck and people are trying to get their hands on Steam Deck. So you know what? Shut the F up and play your Steam Deck, right? I get it, I get it. So this was kind of like what was happening. So obviously in my case, I was like, yo, look, like I'm just gonna ask either way, you know, if, if they're like, yeah, like it's all cool, they don't worry about it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep it. But they're like, you know what? Here you go, here's an RMA. Here's like the whole RMA thing. And I was like reading on, on Reddit how people were having such a hard time getting like an RMA thing and whatever. So I'm like, wait, they, they want me to return it to get a replacement? Like, okay, that, does that mean this is like, you know, broken or whatever? So obviously I did the whole thing. It took three and a half weeks or so. Like I, I it went to them. It took a while for them to acknowledge that it was there. And then um, finally it came through like last week. It came on Thursday. Uh, and obviously I, I went in to just check that, right? That was the first thing I wanted to know was the whole like, uh, you know, the, the whole offset dead zone thing, whatever the stick, left stick, perfectly fine, perfectly fine. <laughs> right stick had that same issue as <laughs> the first one. So I obviously like, I was like, okay, like, I mean, again, it doesn't affect gameplay. It doesn't affect the, the games itself at all. But I'm like, okay, so like, I went through this whole process of deleting everything, all that stuff, sending it in, waiting for like, like literally almost like close to a month getting my Steam Deck back and then having the same issue on the right. And I'm like, okay, like I get is maybe this is just an issue with most of them. And I just need to like kind of be okay with it. I know that iFixit has um, spare ones like, or like you can get like proper ones for them because iFixit and Valve have like a, have like a thing going on and you can get like actual pieces or parts because it's kind of like a PC. That's like the really cool thing about the Steam Deck. So, I mean, like what I was thinking was that I could just, obviously I like, you know, I shouldn't need to, but I was like, you know what? I don't mind just spending a bit of money to get the iFixit like right thumbstick whenever it's in stock. And I'll just replace it myself because it's not it's not very hard to replace. So like that was kind of like my little Steam Deck RMA story. And you know, I guess the moral of the story is that like, you know, just as long as it doesn't affect you playing games and stuff like that, don't worry about it. You know, um, I, I don't know why. I it was I think because also you all already know my story of how I got it from you know, a, a, a third, a second part, third party, second part, I don't know, like from eBay, from a, a, another seller, a scalper, basically. So for me, there was al already a part of me that was like, mm, is a Steam Deck okay, stuff like that, right? And I also wanted to make sure that, you know, there's no issues when I use the serial number to 
do the RMAs and stuff like that. I wanted to make sure that they were like, nope, this is your Steam Deck. You know, it's not a uh, report is stolen or anything like that. So that was like one of the key things that I wanted to obviously test, which obviously worked because I did the whole RMA. Um, obviously, I let them know. I let them know that, hey, like, you know, like it's not impacting gameplay like before, but this is happening again. And, and I showed them like a, I sent them a video. So they haven't responded. And even if they respond saying, hey, you know what? Like here's an RMA thing. I probably won't do it. I'm just going to wait until the I fix it, right thumbstick is in stock and just replace it myself. And I'll keep everyone updated. I'll let you know, um, you know, what happens and everything like that. And at the same time, like like I said, it is not impact. It, it actually does not impact gameplay because even with the right stick, there's a dead zone. And like sometimes when I move it, it's like rather than being in center, it's just off center by, by like a little bit. But still, like when you, you know, with the right stick, when you want to move it, you, you move it, right? When you, and like, as in like, it has to exit the dead zone when you move it for it to actually work or, or whatever. So like, like I said, like it doesn't, it's, it still doesn't really impact anything. Like I've been like playing with it and, and stuff like that and no issues at all. Like I was, I was trying to like see if it like just happens in the game. Like when you get like those weird drift things um, and it doesn't happen. So basically the, I, I don't even need to do the right thumbstick change thing to be honest uh, I, th I think it's just better for me to just keep it like this and just change it like later on when i need to but like yeah i thought i would update everyone on that because i know i kind of brought that up before actually i don't know if i brought it up in terms of me returning i know i brought it up in terms of that being an issue uh but like at least now you kind of know that this happened <laughs> it is it is obviously like a funny you know situation uh, and i think for anyone else that might be going through that i think the key thing is what I'm obviously reminding myself of is that there is a one-year warranty, first of all. So, and and then, you know, they're pretty good about the one-year warranty thing. So, like, they don't, like, you know, say that, oh, no, this isn't covered under warranty, anything like that. At the same time, even if it's not under warranty, like, they have, like, a new thing set up with Valve that they will let you pay for repair. Um, and like I said, most things, if there's an issue, you can you can buy the, the part yourself and replace it. Um, it's only when it's like something that's serious and, I, I, and, and they need to replace it or something like that. And, and then you can just pay them to repair it, which is not bad. But basically the idea is no matter what the case is, you will be able to fix a Steam Deck. And obviously I know like if you get a Steam Deck, you want it to be functioning fully. But for the first year, for the full year that you have, you, you it's under warranty. So I would recommend what I should have done and I didn't, but I will be, you know, now I'm a little bit wiser after going through this process. I would say that please just, Keep playing, keep playing until it starts impacting your gameplay and until like all of a sudden, you know, your Steam Deck is scorching hot or something and it's like 150 degrees, which obviously it won't be unless like you're playing something and then all of a sudden your sticks just start going crazy and, and the game's just not inputting or registering until something like that happens. Don't worry about it. And most likely it won't happen. I think I was just being very nitpicky um and you know me being me as well like as you've noticed like as you know from from my past experience with pc gaming and everything like that i obviously really just want everything to be to be perfect um and this is kind of you know helping me grow <laughs> to be honest this is helping me grow as a person the other thing i want to quickly talk about is the the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom being released may 12 2023 for the nintendo switch so the new new legend of zelda finally got announced uh during a nintendo direct and you know it I think we already kind of knew how, what it looked like. So they just kind of showed like a bits and pieces of the gameplay. Uh, but now we know what it's called. It's called Tears of the Kingdom or Tears, sorry, Tears of the Kingdom. And it's coming out in May next year, which is awesome. I mean, 2023 is already setting up to be pretty huge. All things considering, if nothing gets pushed. 
uh, Starfield's coming out next year. Spider-Man 2 is supposedly coming out next year. Now Legend of Zelda. Like, there is some big, big, big games coming out next year. So it's going to be pretty awesome. I think, you know, it could be something amazing next year, I think, in terms of gaming. I, I know, like, this year we, we've got Elder, we've got God of War coming out. We've got all these awesome games like Splatoon 3, Horizon, Gran Turismo, uh, even Ghostwire to- Tokyo, I know people don't like that as much, but I, I really enjoyed the Colorful Land. Like there were so many good games this year, but you know, next year might be that that year that we're gonna be talking about for the years to come. We're gonna be talking about this year that wow, this was we we were lucky to be alive <laughs> during this year. So it's gonna be awesome. Uh, they didn't really show too much, uh, which is okay. Uh, we already know what to expect, in my opinion. I think we know what what's all gonna be about. Uh, it's Legend of Zelda. It's gonna be basically like Breath of the Wild, but different ish <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to to play that whenever it comes out or hopefully if it i mean even if it, I'm, it might get delayed but either way 2023 is gonna be awesome um i think it coming out in may is a good time because that's like usually a time that you don't see too many big games come out so i feel like that's like the perfect time in my opinion usually you get you, you a lot of the a lot of companies are going for like the first couple of months which is just ridiculous because it just it is just so crowded so I'm, I'm glad they're trying to find ways to spread this out. And I hope more and more companies do this, you know, just to spread it out so that, you know, we have a life and we can we can play these games in time. I, I quickly want to talk about the, the God of War Ragnarok trailer. They kind of did like a story trailer and it, it looks awesome. For anyone that's excited for God of War Ragnarok, uh, please watch this trailer. The ending of this trailer, just, oh my God, I'm just so hyped for this game. I'm so excited. Uh, you know, I've uh, pre-ordered the Jotnar edition for this, so I'm really excited about it. I mean, I've also uh, ordered the collector's edition for Hogwarts, um, Hogwarts Legacy, the one where you get like the wand that levitates. Um, might not want to keep that one because it's a little too expensive for what we get in Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, but still, I'm really excited for God of War Ragnarok. I'm this is like God of War is my favorite game of all time. So this is a sequel to that game, and it's a duology. So the, the whole story, whatever they're trying to do, basically ends with this game. So I'm really excited. I'm going to try to finish Elden Ring before this, um, you know, but I, I'm just so excited for this game. I've been looking forward to this game for so long. I'm just, I, I just can't, I'm like out of words in terms of, you know, how is it done? How is it allowed to be available to us very, very soon? Like literally two months, right? In November, like, which is crazy. You know, my birthday month as well. It's like they knew. It's like they all knew that it had to release at the same time as my, as my birthday because it was so important. Um, one thing I quickly wanted to talk about was um, Jeff Grubb is a great, you know, journalist in the industry and he gets a lot of cool like reports and information from insiders or people that work in the industry. So one of the cool things that he kind of had, I don't know if it's something that he got from someone or uh, it's speculation or a bit of both or whatever. Um, but basically he said that um, in like a recent podcast and stuff that uh, Xbox originally has planned to to release like nine exclusive games in 2023. So I, I kind of brought, wanted to bring that up mainly because of, you know, me kind of talking about Xbox and how they do really need to start hitting these exclusives and they should make Starfield exclusive, which they did, and they should make Elder Scrolls exclusive, with it, which we don't know if they did or not, right? But they need to start hitting these exclusives to, to give people a reason to buy an Xbox rather than, other than just Game Pass. You know, we, we need to kind of go there to, to play games. So nine exclusives in 2023 would be pretty awesome and i think it'll be a good way to compete against you know tears of the kingdom uh legend of zelda and also spider-man 2 so some of the games that were kind of brought on or, or, or written about basically 
where where Hellblade Two, which kind of makes sense because it's been a while. Perfect Dark, which I think is a little too early. I don't think that's gonna happen. Fable again, too early as well. Contraband, I don't think that's gonna happen. Avowed, which is the um Obsidian Elder Scrolls like game. Everwild, which was that weird game that I've been I think has been rebooted a few times. And then a new game from In Exile, the people that made Wasteland, um, Compulsion, the people that made We Happy Few, and then Coalition, the people that made uh, Gears and Gears of War. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I, it, it's cool that these games are possibly coming out in 2023. Um, but let's be honest, you know, just in terms of what we have seen, I don't think, I don't think those, I, I, I can see Hellblade 2 coming out next year. Um, but that's about it. And maybe a new Gears of War game. Uh, I, I do not see like all these other games we have barely heard anything about and like sometimes they do that and they do a good job but I'm just I'm looking at Xbox's track record I'm not looking at anyone else's I'm looking at Xbox and how they usually announce a game and how it comes out they have basically not talked about they showed Hellblade 2 all the other games they have not talked about or, or brought up or like do, done anything with right and that might all change very soon who knows but like I'm, I just don't see that happening. I Hellblade Two is is almost in my mind, almost like eighty to ninety percent guaranteed it'll be out next year. I can definitely see that one coming out next year. Um, but that's about it. And I mean Forza as well. That was another game that I was looking forward to. Um, but hopefully, like let's see, because I I really do want Xbox to just start, you know, hitting us with this. I I want them to just wow us, right? They have so many amazing games and IPs and we know what they can do. They have the ability. Like, look at what they did during the 360 era, right? They they definitely can. So I just want them to actually, you know, do that. Like, I, I just want them to push for it and hopefully, hopefully we'll start seeing some amazing Xbox games coming out really soon. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about was the Modern Warfare 2 beta. So I played a beta on, on, um, on PlayStation 5 uh, so for those that, that don't know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is a new Call of Duty game that will be coming out this year in October. And the beta just happened this last weekend for PlayStation consoles. Uh, so see, this is one of the exclusive things that PlayStation gets and Xbox doesn't. And I can see this changing uh, in the next couple of years. Uh, and I played the beta and I played on, on the on the consoles and everything. And yeah, like it was, it was okay. I think mainly my main issue was adjusting to the consoles again. I, I mean, I've always played shooters on consoles until like the last couple of years i kind of switched to uh playing on pc and everything so that might have been one of the reasons why i was having a bit of trouble but it just it just did not feel precise that was like one of the first things that i was noticing um and the game just felt like call of duty modern warfare you know it just felt like which which is not bad for sure but for a game that is coming out three years you know, the, the, the next iteration is coming out three years later. I just, I expected a bit more, I guess. I expected something new or different. And that was not the case with this one. It was, it just felt like Modern Warfare, but on PS5, which again, not a bad thing. Um, and like gameplay wise, it was just very similar. So if you enjoyed Modern Warfare, which the Infinity War versions of, of the games, um, then you'll enjoy this, right? If you enjoyed the Call of Duty Cold War, or Vanguard, um, it, it, it feels different. Uh, you know, like I know that sounds funny to say for someone like, you know, when you compare Call of Duty games to each other, um, but for the people that do play Call of Duty quite often or every year, like myself, uh, you do see the difference between each iteration or each game or each uh, developer. And this one is very, very much Infinity Ward and like the way they designed the multiplayer and, and the way 
the people move or like the, the, the soldiers that move, the way the gun uh, will feel and shoot, the way you will pivot and kind of like, you know, inch out from the, the corner, the way you will run, all that stuff is very Infinity Ward and Call of Duty Modern Warfare, um, which is awesome at times and sluggish at times. And I think it might also be, re it also might be because of the game's in beta right now, but it just didn't feel like awesome for me. Um, I will definitely be playing it on PC. So I, I, I think when the beta does come out for a PC, I'm going to try it again and see how I feel on PC and maybe maybe it, whether that could be the reason. And maybe I'll find like my love for Call of Duty Modern Warfare once again. But up to this point, it's just, it, it's just cool. It's okay. You know, it's not something that I'm going um, crazy for. Or, or, or saying, oh my God, I can't wait for, for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, anything like that. It's more of just like, okay, cool. When it comes out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. Um, but that's the extent of it. <laughs> I'm talking about some of the games that I've been playing. Uh, I wanted to quickly talk about Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I just started playing that on my Switch. I'm like five or six hours in. Really enjoying that game, surprisingly. It's very easy to get into. It's not too hard. Um, it it It's... They do, they do work or, or, you know, kind of talk about the story and, and just focus on the story. Like there's a lot of cutscenes, which is fine, but sometimes you just want to get into the gameplay. And I kind of mentioned that about a lot of games. So this game kind of suffers with that, suffers from that as well. Um, I don't know if it changes over time because I'm, I'm like five hours in and there's still like a lot of story stuff and which is understandable. There's a lot of story to digest, but it is sometimes you just want to say, Hey, can I just please play the game now? Um, but overall, I'm enjoying it. I, I do want to see it through. I know this game's like super long. So who knows how long it will take me to play the game. But I will 100% keep going through this because at the end of the day, I am enjoying the game. I, I was surprised by how much how, how much fun I'm having with that game. Um, the other game I've also been playing on my Wii U, actually, this one, is Bayonetta. I started playing Bayonetta because Bayonetta 3 is coming out in October. So I was like, hey, I've never played Bayonetta games. Uh, this might be the time. I have Bayonetta 1 and 2 for my for my Wii U. So might as well, you know, play that and, and check that out. So I've been playing Bayonetta 1 and yeah, like this, it's, it's really fun. It's it's like basically my, because I was never like a really a, a Devil May Cry person, but I really enjoy God of War, of course, like the older ones. Um, And it's kind of, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that, a little bit more action packed, uh, obviously less gory. Well, actually it's kind of gory, but like a little, still like a little bit less gory, uh, but just really, really fun. I'm, I was surprised, like uh, there's moments where it, it can be hard or it can be tough. But you just have really good time with the music and the way that the move set work and the way you're playing. It it has a it has a good feedback loop. It makes you feel extremely powerful, which is awesome. So I, I'm really enjoying this game. I'm gonna keep playing that for sure. Um Sapsov and I we start playing this game called Immortality, which is from the makers of the game called Telling Lies, uh, or which is who also made her story. It's like this full motion view kind of a game where you're sparsing through videos and try to figure out what's happening or like what happened in the thing. And it's basically immortality. It's on Game Pass. It's about an, an actor who uh, who goes to three various projects or like, yeah, it was three different projects. And we're trying to understand what happened behind the scenes or what's happening. Um, and we're just, it, it's really cool, like where you watch, watch a video and then you can kind of focus on something and click on it. And then that, when you click on that, it will go to another video based on what you clicked. So it's basically like you, if you choose a person's face, it will go to another video with that person's face. So it's kind of like that. And you keep kind of like, like adding to it and keep going in like a, in like, oh, not like a loop, but you keep finding like new things to kind of research and look into. And it, it is interesting. It's very intriguing. Uh, some parts are kind of like creepy, 
uh, there's nudity and there's, there's they, they do do deal with uh, serious topics, serious subjects. So like going with that, you know, there's like a disclaimer as well. Kind of it kind of like shows it up in the beginning as well. But it is a very interesting game. It's it's focused on the story, which is great. Uh, I love story based games, so I'm I'm definitely gonna keep playing this attack. So we might be close to the end. I'm not sure. We're but we're getting there. We're getting to an we're we're getting to a good understanding of what's happening. So definitely gonna keep playing that. I don't think what else um I've been playing because I've I've been like playing here. I've been like testing a lot of stuff on my Steam Deck. I haven't really been playing it. It's more just jump in for a bit. Uh, I played a bunch of Nintendo Switch Sports with my with my dad when he was here. We were playing that like all the time. It's so fun. I'm surprised by how much fun I've been having with that. And uh, for anyone that grew up playing Wii Sports and you have a Switch, I know like I know the reviews and stuff, like give it like six or seven out of ten, this and that. Don't worry about that. You can pick up this game, trust me, you'll enjoy it. As long as you enjoy Wii Sports and, and, and understand for what that was, this is the exact same way and, and you'll have a good time. So I was really I was really enjoying myself. And we, we were like play like I said, we were playing this all the time. It was it was actually like, pretty awesome. Um, otherwise, I think I think that's kind of that was kind of the main thing. That I finished Cult of, Cult of the Lamb, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, I think that, I didn't talk about that. I I obviously played through Cult of the Lamb. Uh, it did not run well on my Switch. That was one of the key things. Uh, but I did go through all of it and finished the entire game, and it was awesome. I I loved that game. It was it's, I think one of my favorite games of the year so far. I put in like fifteen hours ish in that game. Uh, and yeah, but like Cult of the Lamb, it's basically like a Souls like rogue like game uh with a bit of farming and and sim building uh, like kind of home building element to it uh basically kind of building a cult and based on the number of members you have in your cult and the following you have you can unlock uh, uh, uh like certain things that can aid you during your conquest when you go out to, for your runs uh but it's kind of the idea that you do you go to a run you have to get to the boss you kill the boss then you can do, go to the next thing it's kind of like that basically um so there it's not like a fully like a roguelike where if you die, you just start everything from the beginning. It's not like that. Uh, there's obviously like, you know, checkpoints. You're kind of going through a point, you get, you get a checkpoint. You're going through a point, then you get a checkpoint. So um, it is it is really fun. You can name all your cult members, you know, whatever you want. So I was, I was naming them, you know, Trevor, Sevi, Sassil, stuff like that. And it, it was really funny when they would come with requests or or someone would start, start dissenting and and start trying trying to turn your, your cult members against you, stuff like that. It's a really fun game. I was surprised, I think, it should definitely be on everyone's radar if you haven't checked it out already. I think that's like the, I think those are the main games. I'm, I'm definitely going to be getting back into playing games more often and streaming. I need to get back to, to playing multiverses more and more. I've been missing that game so much. It's weird. I really like that game and I keep thinking about that game a lot. So uh, I think my next stream is probably going to be that or a couple of other games that I had in mind, but I definitely want to get back to playing some multiverses. So thank you everyone for joining. I know this was really off the cuff, just kind of came out of nowhere, you know, no proper script. And I was kind of rambling all over the place, but uh, I, I just really want to talk to everyone. I just really want to talk to everyone really quickly and just kind of talk about, you know, things that are happening. And and yeah, I'm, I am back. I'm going to be doing this more often and I'm going to be putting more of an effort in growing my channel and everything like that too. So stay tuned for that. Um, hopefully you enjoy you know, what you heard and, and the, the stuff that I'll be doing very soon. So thank you so much everyone and I'll see you next time. Bye.